It's the end of the year. People are bringing things to a close. Wrapping it up. Fourth quarter. And we've Black had is about to hit zero. a couple of team members who let us know that for the end of the year, they plan on ending their working relationship with us. So, yeah. A tea, a tea. A tea, a like tea. Like the, the tin man when he was crying. You know, when it comes to small businesses, relationships are important. Key. Whether it's the relationships we have with our employees, the relationships we have with our vendors, or the relationships that we have with our clients. Sometimes people don't know the right way to leave a situation. They don't know how to break up and stay on good terms. So today we wanna to talk to you about exit strategies, how to professionally and politely part ways with your small business partners. Okay. What are your thoughts on that, Cole? Um, well, like we can go so many places with this. Where would you so, like to start? I'd say let's start with vendors. Vendors, okay. Because like you have these professional relationships, could be even clients. Let's say clients and vendors. So you develop a relationship with them, especially if they're, they're a vendor, you, you rely on their services or their products, what have you, to keep your business running smoothly, to service your clients, your team members. You need something for them for, for your, your ship to keep sailing smoothly. So, what's that grin for? I thought you said something else, but you said the shift to the ship, ship, ship to ship. keep sailing. Okay, go ahead. Not the other um, S word. Not the Freddie Freddie Haynes favorite yeah, S word. Not shift. Okay. Um, but you need to keep your your operations running smoothly. But at the same time, when when it comes time for you to make a change with your vendors, you want to do it in a way because you never know when you might need to cross paths with them again. Like you might need to re-engage their services right. or they might end up in another, you know, space where they're doing some type of other service that you need. Right. Or you might end up in a different space. So, you know, you always want to end it on the, the best note. And I would say with that, you, you, you want to be candid. You mm -hmm. just want to be upfront. If there's issues while you're ending it, let them know, give them an opportunity to correct it. And if you're just ending it because you're, you're not doing, you don't need it anymore. Just let them know, like you were going to say. Sorry. I was going to tell a story, right? Because you know we got lots of stories. stories. We get feedback that one of the things that our viewers like is to hear real life examples and that it's not all huff and puff, huff pie in the sky. Like Theory. It's not theory. I got application for your it's, self. Um, so I got great hairs. <laughs> we had one like client this. we'd work with for several years, um, provided them with the service. They renewed the contract. Everything was going swimmingly. Um Late last year, I learned that they were putting out a RFP for right. the services that we provide. Um, we but I heard buyer. this from the street, not even from the client, not the end user. But oh, some, yeah, I forgot about that one. Somebody yeah, that was did in hear a that completely on the different industry was like, oh, what kind of service? So I do security. Oh, really? I know somebody that's looking for security. Um, so-and-so. I was like. <laughs> we already do I security. Do security there now. Like <laughs> sitting here all embarrassed. Long story short, I went to to the end user and I said, I hear that you're gonna have an RFP. Is or is that not correct? Oh yes, we are gonna have an RFP and we want you to be considered. But we forgot to tell you. Right. But so it's all good. We already knew that we probably weren't going to be because it just had been so long. Yeah. The the and relationship had run its course. And there were changes internally. Cool in the gang. I'm all right with that. If you don't want to be with me, 
I don't want to be with you neither. It's just the way that you handle the situation. So picture this, right? Imagine that you have a contract that is scheduled to end on New Year's Eve, December 31st. So you're making your plan. So after December 31st, you can transition and do different things. And then they call you on Christmas Day and say, oh, we changed our mind. We're going to end the contract today. Well, you know, it happens. It happens. That is so petty because there are implications to ending a contract before well, we, the that, expiration and that's period. What, that's why I go back to saying when you, you're working with vendors or other businesses in whatever capacity, you want to be as upfront as possible and is and talk about it in far in advance as possible. Obviously you don't want to, you know, you don't want to talk about something too far in advance where it could mess up, you know, the workflow or right. distribution right. or, you know, screw up something with your bottom line, but you want to give people lead away because if, if vendor client relationship, if you're doing a service, if you're providing a service for me and as a client, I decide to say, listen, we're going to go in a different direction. You got people boots on the ground who are depending on that work to pay their bills, to keep a roof over their head, to feed their families. So it's, it's best to have that conversation early. So then you, if I'm your client, I'm ending it. You can make the transition to get your team members in a better place versus me just calling at the 11th hour and be like, yeah, uh, don't tell your people don't come in tonight because we're switching over right now. This is where it gets even better. They had handpicked some of our team members to go to the Jeez, new. You, like you're really going in here. Oh no, <laughs> tis the season to be truthful, right? <laughs> Give thanks for, for I, I the power we're giving tips and not telling stories. Hey, the truth will make you free. Um, so they had poached some of our people to go to the new vendor and had a whole plan around it. And so like the last few days, some of our people didn't show up to work for us, but they were at the site working. They were like, oh, Oh, they told you they weren't going to work for you no more. They, they, they on the dark side now. Yeah, and maybe we, and mind you, we didn't hear anything. They were just, we didn't know until somebody else told us because they were like, oh yeah, look, I saw them wearing, you know, a different uniform or something. I was like, what? But Long story short. Doesn't matter. The, you never want to burn bridges. The more, that's right. What's the moral, the moral of, the story of this is, is. They transitioned to a new provider. Th- that, no, what's the moral, not them transitioning? No, what's I have, the moral to, I have to, to give the context. I get the, it doesn't, that part of the story doesn't matter. They the went to somebody who, else. who went to somebody else? Th- that doesn't matter. What is the moral for, you're giving advice on proper exit strategies. What is the moral? You're getting all salty over I'm here. I can see it. Salty. You, your lips is all perking up. My like lips you just, is all perking. Like you just licked a lime or a lemon. You're like, oh, yeah, let nope. me let this me get the... This Let me get the saltometer out and test. That's oh, you, That's you salty. You the salty bitch. Oh, I'm. So, I claim all my saltiness. I anyway, have. the moral of the story is be nice. Be nice because there are other people that we worked with within that account who are no longer there. Oh, gosh, that we have sleep. great relationships with, and we've had subsequent conversations, and there may be some other business opportunities. So, hundred percent. Take the high road. So, so out of that story, what's the what's the what's the tip? What's the what's the lesson? So, okay. to do what now? So, if you need to terminate a service contract or a consulting agreement, keep these three things in mind: be polite, remain forceful. You don't want to waver about anything, and use clear language because in the end. You don't want to end the relationship on bad terms. You may have to come across one another again in future business dealings. And um, you want to be able to look each other in the eye and say, happy Thanksgiving without getting salty, right? Okay. 
So that's from the, the vendor client perspective. Yes. Let's jump back. Used to work at a couple big firms back in the day before you transitioned to JSB to become the security lady. Yes. How did you handle your transition from an employee side when you were working at IBM and then you made a transition into pharmaceuticals? And then more importantly, how did you make the transition when you left pharmaceuticals to come to JSB, especially being that was so abrupt? So, uh, so, so now we're talking about extra strategy for someone who's an employee or entrepreneur. Because that's really critical, I think. When I transitioned out of IBM, I left IBM to go to grad school. So when I said I'll be leaving to go to school in the fall, um, they understood because they underwrote the program that I Which attended. Which makes sense. And they encouraged professional and educational development. So it's like, oh, that's great. It's not like I was kicking them in the teeth to, to go to a competitor or like I was going home to knit socks. Um, when I left the pharmaceutical job I had in Texas to move back to New York, it was a little bit more interesting because I kind of made a split decision. It was less than a month between the time I decided to, to leave my job mm -hmm. and to come back. And I didn't tell my supervisor that I was looking for other jobs until I had a job. Okay. Um, and Shame then, on you. I'm just kidding. Shame on me. Yes and no, because I also had some very challenging team members that I was working with at that time. And I had expressed that to my management and my management didn't take any actions to remedy the situation. So I felt like they kind of left me out there and I wasn't going to get the support that I needed. So they, if they weren't going to give me the support I needed, I was going to have to do something differently, whether it was to make an internal move within the company. Right. Or, or go external. Go external. And since my family situation required that I come back to New York and they weren't really, I asked about a transition to New right, York. Right, getting transferred. And they wouldn't assist me with that. So right. I was like, deuces. Right. And one of my coworkers at the time said, well, because again, I was dealing with some family stuff too. She was like, some of us want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then go. Don't just don't make it terrible for the rest of us. And at the time, I was like, that's so selfish. But now as an employer, I hear that through a different filter. Like, because there, there are lots of people who come to work every day and they're miserable, uh, whether it's not a good fit in what they do or they're not producing to the expectation or there are some other challenges. And they let that control their performance. And if that's you, you can't look to anybody else to fix that. You have to start with yourself first. 100%. Um, and so came back. And once I came back and started with my other pharmaceutical company, um, they knew that my dad was sick and my dad was dying. And I tried to keep working there until I lost my hearing. And when it became an issue of, I can't run a business, have a job, and keep my health. I chose my health and my business over their company, and they were very understanding. Have you had any ex significant experience in leaving, transitioning out of a job? Uh, yeah, that's like that's an episode of its own. I haven't had that many jobs. That's number one. Um, I've got I got fired from one job. Yeah. That's like, that's an episode of its own. Like I got laid off because they were like, I was first, last one hired, first one fired. They were like, yeah, we're making cutbacks. And I was just like, I, I, it wasn't that, but whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. 
Like, I, I, what about when you were a teacher? How was that the transition when like, you left? I was like peace. Like they every they knew. Like it, the writing was on the wall. Like it was on my classroom door. They knew Cope was out afterwards. I taught when I taught my last class. Peace to my shout out to my um, last class I taught. Um, I can't remember how we had to, you know, it was put out there, but there was discussions. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back next year. I would say they probably knew like maybe halfway to like three quarters of the way through the school year. They knew that I wasn't returning. Um, and when I gave, when my class graduated, all the teachers in that graduating class had to give a speech. The speech I gave to my class in the auditorium in front of everybody, it was probably clear that I wasn't coming back because um, I gave my class like a serious, like a, I appreciated them and all the effort they put in for those two years we were together and, you know, wished them well, X, Y, and Z. But it was just, it was pretty straightforward. It was cut and dry. So I would get the impression that um, in the school system, particularly in New York City public school system, there's an challenge in retaining good teachers good educators and that the educators may at time present signs that they're dissatisfied that there's room for improvement what tips would you give to administrators or um, officials within school systems so that they can better retain their teachers and not lose them to the point where they like, I'm out, yo, yo, kids, y'all good. I got you, holla. I'm out. Like, what, what one or two tips yeah, would you have? Well, I would say it kind of doesn't happen that way, but I did see some teachers that, like, bailed out in, the, like, the middle of the school year. Like, they just tapped out for whatever reason. Um, like, they just broke. They couldn't take it anymore, like, whether the class was getting to them or the workload. Um, I, it's hard for me to say now because I don't know, the, the, like, what's going on in the system because I've been removed from it for so many years. Um, but when, when I was doing it, I, I did it for like seven, eight years. The, the schools where I saw they had more success is where one, the, the administrators, the principals, assistant principals, they were former teachers mm-hmm. and, and they were good teachers. Mm-hmm. And when I say good, they were in tune you know, with their class and they were, they were looking at what's best for the student not what's best for the current political climate or whatever the, the internal politics were inside the, um, I don't know, they were districts at, back then. Mm-hmm. Now they, they were, re- then they changed the regions. I have no idea what they are now. Okay. Um, then I, the other administrators I saw that were successful were, they were in, they were engaged with the staff and the students. Like they would spend time in the classrooms they would solicit feedback. Like, it's like any business. Like, I want to do something at the soapbox. Like, I get data. Like, Volquez and I are working on something now, looking at, like, the different personas. Who are the different clientele? Like, you get feedback from them, and then you take that feedback, and then you introduce it into your ecosystem, into, you know, your business structure process. So they, they should really spend time in classroom, I said. Get feedbacks from the teachers give feedback from the students because we got to remember the students are the clients, mm-hmm. but they don't, they, they oh, whatever. I don't want to get into that. They, they don't look as the student as a client. Right. So you want to cater, get the feedback and then cater to them and then do what's best for them. Like there were decisions that were made 
And like, I just thought it was, it was like crazy. I was like, this is not in the best interest of the student. Like, why are we here? We are here to help, to educate them, to put them in a better place for the future. So why aren't we doing what's best for them? Because sometimes doing what's best for them or whoever else is really hard. And a lot of times people don't want to do it. Um, and the other, the other thing I would say is for administrators to, to really stay close to the staff and listen. You know what it is at the end of the day, being a decent human being about stuff. Right. Like it, it's like, ugh. so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you go, two go more examples, right? Ranting. Because I'm, I mentioned that we have some team members who are transitioning out of the team. Uh, one gave us notice and it was just like deuces and the other let us know that they're moving on. Um, but has been very proactive about making a smooth transition has continued to perform all of their duties and responsibilities. Yeah, let me just break it down, make it a little easier. You ever seen the scenario where s someone knows the clock is ticking and basically they're just like, yeah, I only got a few more, whatever weeks or months. And I'm, I'm just every day watching it. And then yeah, like, they're just, I'm out. Like I'm here. <sighs> I got to work at seven fifty nine. They would, they start at eight and they walk into seven fifty nine. They do, they do just enough. And then they watching the clock. Like after one o'clock, they just look at the clock and it's like, oh, it's 425. Let me start cleaning up my desk and getting stuff ready. And then they packed up and they're ready. And then like four, five, two, they like going out the door and you're like, have a nice day. Like no, 352 because they work eight to four. But then there's the other person where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be making this transition, blah, blah, blah. You have the discussion, blah, blah, blah. And they're still going hard. As you like, sometimes you look up and be like, are they transitioning out or like, I thought you said they were leaving. Right. Cause they're still like, they're still going a hundred percent. Like, and that I think is more important than anything. Cause the person that's still going a hundred percent when they, when they exit, you just don't know what's going to happen a year from now. Damn. We don't even know what's going to happen two, three weeks. I don't even know what's going to happen a minute. Nobody from now. knows what's going to happen. I'm not a COVID. psychic. So I don't know what's going to happen. A minute from now, right? But let alone a year, two years, 10 years, you might bump into them and be like, hey, things transition this way. So you still, you still want to work with that vendor. You still want to potentially, you still want to work with that former team. Member. Right. Because you just don't know where people are going to be later on in life. So I'd like to share with you a couple of resignation do's and don'ts, whether you're resigning from a small business, especially if you're resigning from a small, small business. Small business, 100%. Or if you resign from a large corporation. Because you're going to have a bigger impact on a small business because if you're leaving, then those things that need to be done, they need to hurry up and shift and make adjustments really quick so they can get done and get filled without having a huge impact on the other team members and the business at whole and, right. th and the service or product you provide. So number one, do clean your computer of your personal information, but not the company information. Okay. Because that could be theft. Okay. Don't be negative. So that means I need to delete all those um, <laughs> websites I go to that I shouldn't be. Espinosa's over here laughing. Yeah, that's like, that's an episode of its own. Don't even get started. <laughs> don't start. Okay, what's number two, sorry? N number, so, so that was one do. Right. And then don't was, don't be negative. Okay. Ain't nobody got time for that. As my coworker said, some of us want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then you could just go. Just leave. Right. Um, number two, yeah. write a resignation letter. Okay. Now, understand people generally say, oh, this is, I'm giving my two weeks notice. Put it in writing. Put it in writing. But understand a company doesn't have to keep you for two weeks. Typically, what I see when people say they want to say two weeks, they want to get paid for two weeks. 
they don't want to get they don't want to do two weeks worth of more work. So Ooh, the company has the right to that's tell the you, person watching the clock. Thank you. You can leave right now. Um, don't put anything negative in writing. So you may be full of emotions about the company, about your supervisor, about the situation. It's probably not wise to go to social and say, this company sucks. This person did that because it will reflect more on you than on the organization. And it could impede you as you try to go on to subsequent job opportunities. Yep. Um, Cause you never know who's going to reach out to them to get a reference or an employment verification. Right. I mentioned two weeks notice do give notice when possible in some situations, family emergencies, you got to move out of town, your house burns down. You can't, but if you know, then it's best to let your colleagues right. know. Don't brag about your new job if you have a new job. And if you don't have a new job, no disrespect in this economy, it might not be wise to jump without something lined up. But you're grown. I won't, um, I won't preach on that. Do get details about your benefits. So if you had health care coverage, if you had a 401k, any of those items, you want to make sure that you talk to the HR department and get those things cleared away because you want to be transfer. able to carry anything that you're entitled to in terms of benefits with you. Do offer to help. And then when I say offer, I don't just mean offer. I mean execute. Right. And then do ask for a reference because if you need a reference after you leave, it may be harder to obtain. The last don't is don't forget to say goodbye. You're not dealing with four walls and a door. You're dealing with people. People have feelings. People matter. So remember to let the people that you worked with, good, bad, or indifferent, know that you're transitioning and say goodbye to them because you never know when you'll cross paths with them again. So those are the tips for resignation do's and don'ts if you decide to leave whatever size business, especially small, you're currently working with. Anything to add, Chief? The best thing I would say to do is to over-communicate. Let and, t and speak on it as, as soon as possible. You're feeling a certain kind of way about something and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Speak on it. So then there's an opportunity for them to correct it because maybe you just don't want to leave. You just don't like the situation. You don't know how to correct it. And it's just, it's, it's just bubbling over. So now you want to be like, listen, you know what? I'll just, it's easier sometimes to tap out. Right. than it is to go. It's like, you know, it's like an old house. Right. There's so many things start going wrong with it. Like you just can't keep up with it. Like I got to fix this. I got to fix this. It's easy to say, I'll just leave the house and go buy a new one. Or you got to put in the work and fix everything and do a full renovation. Right. And maybe you just, it's growth. You want to do something different. There's like, you've been, listen, when I was working, doing real estate, other firms were approaching, headhunters were approaching us all the time to try and get us to leave. If you closing deals, they would approach me to go somewhere else. And at times when they approach me, I tell my manager, I'd be like, listen, so-and-so approached me. I have no interest in working here, but I really want to go hear what they have to say. I just want to let you know, just in case you hear it on the street that I was in their office or someone sees me going to their office, I'm going there because I just want to hear what they have to say. But rest assured, I have no desire working there, but I'm just curious as hell. I would say just be upfront and have that discussion, if, if whatever it might be. So then everybody's on the same page. The key is if you're planning to exit, whether as an employee, a vendor, a client, or a business owner, have a strategy. 
think what the end game is and work your way backwards. I've got no extra strategy for the soapbox. So okay. don't, don't ask me what my extra strategy is. I wasn't is. even going to. <laughs> Be polite. Doing it till I die. As Waleed said, over communicate. Remain forceful. Use clear language. And try your best to not end the relationship on bad terms. And Right, because if you think about it, it's really, and that's when people get it twisted. Are you really ending your relationship? Just because you leave and you go somewhere else. That doesn't mean you're, people view it as I'm ending the relationship because I'm leaving. But if you continue to stay in touch and network and do whatever with those individuals, it's still a relationship, which can be fostered and grown into something else. Like seasons change. Things change. Like So today I'm working the fry station and I'm like, you promote me to the cash register. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, I, I don't want to do cashier anymore. I got this offer over at, I don't know, J crew. Cause I want to work in, in fashion and see how that is, but we stay in touch. And then next thing you know, you tell me, Hey, like we need uniforms or some bubba. I don't know. And then there's a J crew program that I introduce you to for your team members to get whatever. So it's, it, I don't think it's people get it twisted saying the relationship is ending because they're leaving one one position to go to another one job to go to another